Today's episode is brought to you by Ritual Zero Proof Spirit Alternatives. Crafted of all natural botanicals, Ritual Whiskey, Gin, and Tequila Alternatives deliver the flavor, aroma, and burn of liquor, but without the alcohol. Go to RitualZeroProof.com and use the promo code NOMEATATHLETE for 20% off your first purchase. Ritual Zero Proof. Enjoy the ritual without the alcohol. This episode of No Meat Athlete Radio is also brought to you by Bombas. Bombas make socks that are comfortable and look great for every occasion with a wide variety of options. To get 20% off your first purchase, visit bombas.com slash no meat. Hi, this is Hope. This is Kareem. Hi, this is Katie from Washington, D.C., and you're listening to No Meat Athlete Radio. So, Matt, I'm sure you've seen, like, uh, the people, the sportscasters that are calling, I don't know, everyday things like petting your dog or uh, doing doing the dishes. <laughs> no, I have not seen that. Is that oh, a, you haven't? Is that a like, like famous... Meme? Yeah, yeah, like quarantine videos. Famous, like, soccer sports broadcasters are, like, like calling, you know, the play-by-play for everyday <laughs> <Okay>. things. <laughs> That's funny. I've not seen that. Yeah. And well, anyway, so the other day I was, uh, the other night I was, um, sitting on the couch and I was kind of going down this rabbit hole of that type of thing. And somehow, um, a dodgeball tournament came up like a, a, a world, uh, like world championship dodgeball right. tournament, U S versus ESPN? Canada. Was it on ESPN? The Ocho? Isn't that, uh, <laughs> isn't there a movie about that? Dodgeball, <laughs> yeah, right? Dodgeball, and I right. think there is the Ocho, isn't it? <laughs> um, no, I, it was just like it was like the World Dodgeball Federation or something. Okay. It's a YouTube channel, and it was it was the 2017 World Championship, U.S. versus Canada. Mm-hmm. Um, they they didn't have the score up on the screen, so you couldn't really tell, like, because it's apparently multiple rounds. Anyway, for some reason, okay. at like 10:30 p.m., I found myself watching dodgeball the other night, <laughs> yes. and but I thought about you because you've played some competitive. Oh no, it's foosball. Never mind. <laughs> So Never. similar those two sports. Ah, I don't. I don't know why I, I thought it was dodgeball. <laughs> I have actually. I have actually played competitive. I was in a dodgeball oh, yeah? league in DC. Yeah, because like it was an army dodgeball, was it? No, no. Which is, I think it's the best kind of dodgeball. What is army dodgeball? Where you that lose mean? that body part if it gets hit. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I've never even heard of that. That's yeah, hilarious. Yeah, great. I mean, um, you just can't use your leg. You can't use your arm. Or whatever. <laughs> that's funny. No, it wasn't. Wasn't army dodgeball, but. uh yeah, no, I, I like DC. The scene there is just so funny of young people straight out of college, and there's like all these kickball leagues and bocce ball <laughs> leagues and right and dodgeball leagues, and, and I played in all of them, and uh, yeah, and so I played a couple years of dodgeball. Wow, there you go, no meat athlete. That's true. Pre no meat athlete. You make a dodgeball roadmap. <laughs> <laughs> I should That'd be a big seller. Good. I'm sure. Yeah. It might, it might in this in this new age. Actually, no, it wouldn't, it's not really any more quarantine friendly than any other sport. <laughs> no, uh, definitely not. But I have noticed there's all kinds of simulated, not all kinds of, some simulated sports stuff happening, and esports always being a theme of our podcast, at least in, in the past, well, two three years ago it was. Mm-hmm. Um, but the NASCAR simulating thing is happening. Apparently, I, I haven't watched what, any of what's it. What's that? I don't know what that is. I think the drivers go in simulators, and then their uh, their car image is like goes like virtually like. Not Whoa, they're like legit team. racing each other, but I think from... so. Yeah, wow. uh, that's what I've heard. And you can bet on it. And of course, DraftKings uh, has all that happening. Huh. There's like some obscure golf tours that have started. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, I think largely for the purpose of, of wagering. I'm not really sure, but DraftKey, you can go on DraftKeys and pick some fantasy golfers out in some Arizona tour. Hmm. Uh, and The uh, Korean baseball is started Korean baseball, up. You can do DraftKeys if you picture Korean baseball. Really? Like you, had done? you have any sleepers? <laughs> no. no, I have, but I did, uh, like, uh, I did watch a 30-second or middle-long oh, really? clip or something of a... It was kind of interesting. It was, you know, it's a, you really couldn't, I mean, it was silent, right? There was no like cheering or anything like that. But uh, the broadcasters were, you know, just, it felt like you were watching real baseball. I mean, you were watching real baseball. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I think, uh, I think esports must be enjoying a boom. I don't really know for sure, but I would think that like if, I mean, that was, well, we talked about how it wasn't that, that niche of a thing anyway. It was getting big. But I'm guessing that it has just become slammed with people who have turned to that for. I mean, because if like on DraftKings, that's what that's what most of the wagers are. All these different crazy named people who mm-hmm. have like high tech screen names or whatever they are, and they're playing. You just bet on video games now on DraftKings. It's not even sports. It's just yeah. people playing. Who knows what? I don't know what the games are. Really? But yeah. Like yeah, oh, like wow. these you know team strategy things where you have to go uh-huh. take over some island. I don't know. But wow. Uh, yeah, crazy. So I'm sure that, sure that esports people are living it up right now. Have you have you been following the boom of virtual races? No, no, I've not been following that. Room. I've seen a few people who ran around their living room or something, but that's, that's the extent. Of yeah, it. no, there's um, yeah, it seems like everybody is. All the RDs or race directors are um, kind of hosting virtual races down. I saw Laz, you know, who does uh, the Barclays Barclays mm-hmm. marathons. Mm-hmm. Um, he has another race that's or like a race across Tennessee. Okay. Um, and, you know, he does that every year and, you know, maybe 100 people or something sign up for it. But so they're well, doing a vert- open anyway, isn't it? Uh, it is more open than we are. Yep. I don't know if they can have roast races. Yet. But so what is his virtual race then? Anyway, so the virtual race is like whatever the distance is, if, you know, say it's a thousand miles. I'm not sure what it is, but it's really long. Um, Whatever the distance is, then you have to cover that in the quickest amount of time. And, um, and how do you? I, I'm clueless here. How this works, but you use your Garmin or something, and that. Yeah, you'd use your Garmin. Garmin. Yep, you'd upload the data to Strava, and and you would... cover that wherever you feel like it. Exactly. Yep. Ah. Um, and apparently, seventeen thousand people have joined this virtual race of a <laughs> thousand miles or whatever, yeah. however long it is. And people, they just go out and run normally, right? Just, just. Stay away from people. I mean, they're not running around their living room, right? I, I doubt anyone is doing that for that far. But maybe. I don't know. A treadmill is probably a lot of treadmills. Mm-hmm. Or just like running the streets. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Garmin will give you treadmill? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Foot pods. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Wow. Crazy, Doug. Crazy apparently, world. Apparently more accurate than... Um, oh, the actual GPS tracking? Um, yeah. Interesting. Well, it's weird. It's, uh, I mean, this episode is about kind of the novelty wearing off and what do you do? Uh, but it, it, it just has, I don't know, it's just such a weird thing that we're going through. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so this episode, it stemmed, I think, uh, from something that, that I've been feeling increasingly over the past, um, few weeks especially a week week and a half i'd say as mm-hmm. uh you know there's like the there was the novelty of all of it and the kind of um of like you know having a different you know your tunes getting switched up some cases having more time some cases having less time but you know just kind of 
everything got they got mixed up and there was the heightened um i don't know kind of intensity of the fact that we were all in, in lockdown right um but now we're seven weeks in eight weeks in or something and um i know that for me and and several people i've spoken with um the novelty is definitely wearing off and the the kind of covid blues are setting in um as it just you know i'm like kind of getting this sense of dread you know like like less excitement every day and just kind of like dread for yet another weekend home yet another hmm. night home cooking dinner right. and right. you know um it's it's just i don't know it's been it's been kind of intense recently of like just really having a hard time staying positive throughout all of it uh-huh yeah that makes sense um i've definitely i've definitely had a, a decrease in excitement around this like, i have sensed the novelty wearing, wearing off um for me every day i wake up and i remember that this is happening it feels like i'm on vacation and waking up and it's like this is I, i'm just getting so much things done that i have always wanted to do and never had time for that i'm just loving that opportunity um but i have definitely had a few little moments like that where it feels like i just wish i could go do something and mm-hmm. you know it just it's, and especially like wake up in the middle of the night a few times where i've woken up and be like oh my god like this is just so weird. i don't know it's just yeah strange. um but yeah, I, I mean, I can see it in my, I can see in my daughter too. I mean, I can see that she's just getting bored. You know, really? she's missing. Yeah, she's, you know, she, like sometimes she vocalizes. Sometimes she says she misses her friends or misses school or something. But a lot of times you just kind of see that she's just like, you know, we're like, let's do art. And she just kind of looks at you like again, seriously. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and, and I don't know. It's just, it's just kind of. So for me, I, I think the, I was so I was talking to a friend about this last night and. Um, I think that what it boils down to for me is the, is, is the monotony, the kind of endless groundhog's day loop, um, Mm -hmm. of, of every day, you know, cooking every day, going to work, then going home and hanging out and like never going out to dinner, never going out to the brewery, never going out for hikes because the trails are still closed, although they are about to open up. Um, you know, it's just kind of like this endless um, cycle of every day. And so the, so there's no creativity. There's no, nothing like really exciting or challenging or, or motivating to me, or, or it's like getting that way because everything just kind of keeps falling into the same rhythm. So even like training, you know, because I don't have any races on the calendar because everything's kind of up in the air. Like trading is, is less motivating. And, um, and, but, you know, I'm not, playing with my band anymore so like for a while i was really working on my drumming for the first couple of weeks and um and i can I'm, I'm, i've lost a lot of motivation to do that because the excitement of kind of creating with people is gone and, and you know, so it's just it's just like this kind of like everything that was maybe a little bit exciting at the beginning this kind of extra motivation at the beginning is has faded so mm-hmm. I, you know I, i'm excited to hear what you have to say about this because i know that you haven't quite experienced it the same way that i have um and, but I did, you know, I have been thinking a lot about this for the past few weeks and I have some ideas and some things that I think will work and, uh, and, you know, that I'd like to share too. So, yeah, good. Well, I think we should jump into that. I've got a few things as well. Um, you know, I, I think, like I said, I've been fairly happy during this. I've, I've done a whole lot of 
things that I wanted to do or hadn't had time to do or used to do and then had stopped doing. Like, I just, I feel like there's just so much time to do things and I'm really getting into a lot of stuff. So like, all, I think all my things, to, to the wrong person, they might sound like, uh, I don't know. To me, they sound fun and exciting and to someone else, you're gonna be like, well, that's just the same thing that I'm complaining about that I don't want to keep doing. Um, like cooking, for example, right? Like I've, I've had so many recipes marked in old books that like I had thought that'd be fun to make. And, and you know, I'm into the, like the old Italian cooking type of thing. It's just like mm-hmm. very impractical things that, that I would never otherwise find the time to make. Like beet gnocchi, for example. Make, make beets, roast beets, because I don't buy beets. But roast beets, then put them in with potatoes. Make <laughs> you don't buy beets? No, I'm not going to go out and buy beets at the farmer's market. I'm just not interested in beets, you know? It's, not, it's just not a good food. <laughs> I love I mean, beets, man. They're okay. If someone makes you a nice beet salad, of course, you're going to eat it. Mm-hmm. But I'm not I'm not actively seeking beets. To, to <laughs> <laughs> don't hate on the beets, man. I'm, I'm, a, I'm, a, beet, I'm a beet fan. <laughs> okay. Even Dwight Schrute are beet fans. <laughs> yeah, I mean... <laughs> Uh, but anyway, I got so I got beets from from one of these boxes that we picked up from some I forget the name Mother Earth Produce or something. They're distributing different farmers' produce, which is cool. Um, but so I had that, and I was like, "Wow, hey, I can finally do the beet yogi, or not like can I finally have an excuse just to do the beet yogi thing? Why not?" So one afternoon, I just did that, and it turned out to be awesome. It was really fun, and so I've done that. I don't know, 20 times with different things where like I intended to make this recipe one day, but kind of in the back of my mind knew that I never actually would. Um, so that's an example of something where like, for me, it's been amazing to get to do all that. And like, I'm, I feel like it's no longer this open loop in my head where it was like, I got to go yeah. back and do that and that and that. Um, but I can see someone else in your state who's, who's bored of cooking saying, yeah, but right. there's more cooking, right? I don't, I don't do that. So I think that yeah. might be, I think a lot of my tips might fall into that category, but we'll see. We'll see how it goes. Um, but I do want to address one thing. And this is maybe along the same lines, but you mentioned, you know, not wanting to do creative outlets because you're, or, or that your creative outlets are gone because you can't do band practice. Like I completely get that. And, and practicing with other musicians is part of the fun, but I mean, you could, you could start learning a new instrument and that's not, wouldn't be at all like yesterday. It, it would be a very different thing. I get, I guess eventually that would become um, boring because it would be the same thing as you did the other day. Um, but I've been doing a bunch of that mm-hmm. with piano and I used to, it's not like a brand starting from scratch, but I used to play piano and, and I got a keyboard for my daughter cause she's been interested in playing and, uh, <laughs> and you've been like spending a, all your time on it. Yeah. I mean, it's become like, like my new, like thing that I do during hmm. the day. And that wasn't That's true cool. for the first six weeks of this quarantine, but it has become the new thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I've also been doing a bunch of learning of, um, Spanish, which I know I've, I've mentioned a lot of times, but I started, there's this website called italki.com. Uh, where there are just a bunch of Spanish speakers. And you can pick what, what country you want them to be from and whether you want them to be native speakers and if you want them to have other languages too and if you want them to be a real teacher or not. But I just I just paid $50 and got uh, six hours of conversation with a, with a Spanish person. Who so you just, just sit and talk? Yeah, I'm just talking and have a conversation in Spanish, which is exactly like I can do all kinds of Netflix watching and reading of books and flashcards, but none of those are an opportunity to talk to someone. Right. And this is one of the things, like, I've stared at this italki site for a year and a half thinking, one day I'm going to get on that and start doing that. Mm-hmm. But I just never had the motivation to really do it. But now I was like, hey, this is perfect. Like, I get to talk to somebody, a little change of pace, and do this thing that I have been wanting to do. So I would suggest cool. thinking about those things. Like, like, can you just do something that currently seems boring, but, and this was one of my things, was like, 
with exercise, right? Like, can we look at a, a change of our exercise routine? Like, maybe you can't do the same trail running you could do before. Is there something that you can do that, that yes, not the same, not the thing you would choose to do, but like, can it be an opportunity to try some new form of running? And I don't know if there is. I don't know if running lends itself well to that or not at all. At all. But I guess, I don't know. Just, I would say like, can, can you, can you just change the way you do something and, and make it interesting again or, or a new opportunity to be interesting? Yeah. Yeah. So, all right. So that brings up a couple of things. One, one is kind of the um, hobbies, right? So mm-hmm. finding a new hobby or, or revisiting a hobby that maybe you've neglected. So whether that's Spanish or, uh, or playing, you know, music or something like that. Um, and that, I will say like th- the coolest thing that has come out of all this probably for me is that I'm spending a lot of time building things, mm-hmm. which we've talked about before several times on the podcast of me wanting to get more into woodworking and, um, and every weekend I've had a big woodworking project that, um, has been really, really fun and, and really good. Um, so that, that is a, definitely a positive thing. Uh, y- yeah, I don't know. I mean, but I, so is I that th- just, I mean, I'm sorry to interrupt cause I know you get more to say, but like. Does that not make the weekend then like, hey, now now it's the weekend. Now I get to do my woodworking thing that for months or years I just haven't really done. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. that's not enough for you to say this is cool. Because you mentioned weekends specifically earlier, saying right, that, like, right. the same old weekend. I don't know. I'm, maybe we're just different in that way. But, like, I, I like I think when I get something new like that, like, it's all I want to do is if I can get a weekend to do it, it's, right. it's wonderful. I mean, it is definitely the thing I look forward to for the weekend. And, and really the thing I look forward to all week is like the, you yeah, know, right. to, to have the time to do that. Um, so, I mean, so yeah, I mean, it's like, it's like fulfilling me in, in a certain way. And, 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 and some of that is creative, right? I mean, the, and problem solving and, and kind of like the, the things that I, I miss about, you know, being with the band or whatever. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's just, it's, uh, it's kind of, it feels like, Maybe I haven't found the right hobby, right? I mean, mm-hmm. I, I really very much enjoy it, but it also feels like, well, this is my project for the weekend, and um, and it's not not necessarily like all I want to do. Uh huh. If you know what I right. mean. Right. By the and, way, this this only slightly off topic, but the other after we recorded that episode about um, digital minimalism and deep work, mm-hmm. that guy, I totally forgot one of the huge components of of one of those books. I think it's the minimalism one. Um, is the importance of hobbies, which we had t- we did an episode about this a long time ago. Yeah, and I was just kicking myself after because I was like, that it's a, such a huge thing. And he mentioned specifically, I think it's woodworking, um, maybe wheel wheel making, which I guess is a <laughs> hobby that people have kind of brought back from the other because like to make a perfectly round wheel apparently without sophisticated tools is not very easy, um, <laughs> and people find joy in like doing that. <laughs> Oh man, that's funny. Uh, but like, and like some, there's someone, I mean, more, but this person had a, had a TV special or something on him or a Netflix thing. I don't know, but he was a blacksmith, a modern day blacksmith uh-huh. using all these ancient techniques. And, and like, you have to work these, hit these, I don't know what it is, anvil, whatever, hit the thing, it gets hot, but you have to hit it to strike it a certain way hundreds of times. And he said, eventually you, you, you just start to feel what's happening and you get lulled into this, uh, this sense of peace and meaning and i don't know but anyway so so tremendously important those types of hobbies uh where you use your hands they're not digital by the way these ones we're mentioning Mm -hmm. um so i think that's you know that that's definitely has the seed of something really great right a woodworking hobby sure like this so i'm you know i I think that's a good thing 
So, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, it is. I mean, it's definitely a good thing, and it's it's something like I'm seeing progress. It's something that it's putting. You know, every project I'm working on is something that's practical that we needed for the house or, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, and all that all that feels you know very good. I you know I think I think I'm just missing the like sense of adventure, and maybe maybe there's some element of that in creating something, you know, with wood. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, you know, I, I I think that I was kind of a spontaneous guy when it comes to like, hey, let's go, you know, let's go on a hike tonight. Let's go uh-huh. like, or, or let's uh, take a family trip to this place or that place. And and I think that that's a lot of what what I'm missing. And and so thinking all week about, you know, this four hour woodworking project is not all that exciting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, that makes sense. I get that. Um... I definitely, I haven't had that on a day-to-day basis yet, Yet, but I, I know that sense of, like, if, if you know this day is going to be the exact same as, if you know there are no surprises really ahead in this right. day, uh, it's not that fun. And I've talked about this with, like, oddly enough, with uh, date nights with my wife. Like, we've, we've ever since we've had kids, I've always been like, date nights just aren't as fun as they used to be because there's there's no, like, yes, we might get into who knows what and have a good time, but... We also know we're coming back by 10.30 for the baby. So <laughs> right. No matter how much fun we get into, there's, uh-huh. there's no unexpected adventure that we're going to go on or something. Uh-huh. Um, so, like, I've, yeah, I get that. When, when you just, you know that, like, no matter what happens, like, there's a lot of flexibility and freedom within this day that you can have. But you know you're not going to be, you know, going, going to some new restaurant tonight that you didn't know existed or doing nothing, nothing that different are you going to get into. Mm-hmm. So... So I want to talk about um, about routines because this is actually the opposite of spontaneous, but it's something that last night anyway, as I was discussing this with a friend, that I, I felt like I, I needed more of. Mm-hmm. Um, but before that, why don't we take a second to thank our sponsors? Okay. Today's episode is brought to you by Ritual Zero Proof. Once upon a kitchen countertop in Chicago, three friends who share a love for great cocktails decided that they wanted to drink less. Out of that desire, Ritual Zero Proof's spirit alternatives were born. Crafted of all-natural blended botanicals, ritual whiskey, gin, and tequila alternatives deliver the flavor, aroma, and burn of classic spirits, but without the alcohol. You'll experience notes of juniper and cucumber in the gin, vanilla and oak in the whiskey, blue agave and Mexican lime in the tequila, among a complex range of other flavors. Simply substitute them one for one in place of liquor in your favorite cocktail, like a whiskey sour, a margarita, or a gin and tonic. Doug, are you having any uh, Cinco de Mayo tequila tonight? I... I well, last night because today's the sixth. <laughs> Groundhog's Day. What am I? It's... Yeah, but I did. Uh, yeah, I made uh, margaritas, uh, ritual tequila margaritas for nice. my wife and I last night, um, and so this has actually been a, a big hit on uh, in my house because, in part, I think because uh, my wife's pregnant, which I think is the first time mentioning it here on the ah, podcast. Okay. Um, <laughs> Don't sound surprised, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but she's been like just craving something, you know, different for an evening drink. So we've, we've she's been throwing back the gin and cocktails, the you know, of course, non-alcoholic <laughs> gin and cocktails, and uh, gin and, and the gin, yeah, gin and tonics, and the margaritas were a big hit last night. So I think wow. this stuff is pretty awesome. That is pretty cool. And there's zero calories. You'll find zero calories in the tequila and gin alternatives, and just ten calories in the whiskey, and they're alcohol and gluten free. No or low carb, enjoyed by athletes everywhere as an alternative to liquor for better hydration, endurance, and recovery. Not to mention the immunity boost that comes with drinking less alcohol. 
something that we could all use a little bit of right now. So go to ritualzeroproof.com. That's R-I-T-U-A-L-Z-E-R-O-P-R-O-O-F.com and use promo code NOMEATATHLETE for 20% off your first purchase. Ritual Zero Proof. Enjoy the ritual without the alcohol. This episode of Nomad Athlete Radio is brought to you by Bombas and their comfortable socks. Doug, how often do you think about socks? If they're not not Bombas. If they're not Bombas, I never think about them. Not that much, right? No. But as we've said many times, when they are Bombas, it becomes a very high priority. I'm I'm actually wearing a pair right now. It's really, it's like, it's my go-to sock. It's definitely my only running sock that I pull out anymore. Bombas has won us over, Doug, in our sock habits. Well, you, now you have a reason to. Bombas is changing the game with comfortable socks made from super soft, natural cotton. Every pair comes with art support, a seamless toe, and a cushioned footbed that's comfy but not too thick. And, Doug, they specify whether it's left or right on the foot, and I love that. <laughs> and very important. <laughs> with a variety of styles, Bombas look great in the gym, at the office, or on the town, or when you're just at home like we are all the time now. And for every Bombas purchase you make, they'll donate a pair to someone in need. Do you think that the left and right actually matters? Well, like, I mean, there are slightly different there? shapes, and I think the with the art support and stuff, it seems like there's uh, there's the tension in different support. spots. Does it actually turn out to matter when when you look at your your marathon time? I mean, who knows? But <laughs> I think that I think the intention is that it will matter, and it's just okay. fine for me. I like it. I would, like I would never imagine wearing them on the wrong foot, right? I mean, it'd just be a disaster if you put. <laughs> I find myself uh, like mix matching the colors frequently. Uh huh. Um, and sometimes, you know, so I'll just like grab two and sometimes they're like both left feet and, you know, I'm just wearing you two just left feet. You do it? Oh my gosh. Yeah, just do it. What are you doing? I'm telling you, like spontane- spontaneity, man. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> so you don't know where your day's going to go, but might <laughs> might end up in wearing this left foot sock on both feet. Uh, Get 20% off your first purchase by going to bombas.com slash no meat. That's B-O-M-B-A-S dot com slash no meat for 20% off. All right. So schedules. Or routines, routines. I guess. Yep. Routines. Which I've been thinking about as well, independently, and, and agree. That seems like a good thing to be thinking about. Yeah. So, I mean, I think... So, we, we work from home, right? We've worked from home for a long time. Mm-hmm. You know, that whole switch that a lot of people are facing of either not being out of work at the moment or uh, working from home hasn't really impacted us that much. But routines... Our, my routine has significantly changed. You know, Katie's now... Not going into the yoga studio. We don't have the daycares or the nanny support and the and the preschool support that we had before. You know, routines are are very much different um, now than than they were before. And at first, I know that I kind of liked. It was like you know, I think you mentioned this before. It's kind of like waking up on vacation every day, mm-hmm. uh, even even though you did work. It just felt so different and kind of I don't know, like this opportunity to really change things up and um, kind of exciting. Uh, where now I realize that I've just kind of gotten out of a lot of the morning routines that, or really daily routines, but specifically morning routines that I've were pretty healthy before, you know, running first thing in the morning or meditating or, you know, kind of doing, um, you know, a nightly meditation that Katie and I used to do together often. So I've kind of lost a lot of the routine that, um, that I had before and it's kind of just blended together. So last night I was talking to, uh, to my buddy and, and I think that part of what I need to do is get get that routine back. You know, find it might be a new routine, could be a totally different new routine, and, and that's probably maybe a good thing, right? Um, but to have some sort of structure throughout my day to kind of allow myself to feel like it's productive and different and, and I don't know, 
something to look forward to. I don't know. What do you, what do you think about that? Yeah, I think, I think you're right about that. Um, I think what, what you said about making it feel like it's productive and different, I think that's really important. Like, even if your routine turns out to be not that valuable, right? Like, I don't know. I mean, who knows what you're going to do? But I think if you're just doing something and you are following something of a schedule for some part of the day, I have a feeling that that, that adds a lot to your sense of like, this day actually mattered and I actually did something today. Yeah. Um, you know, independently, like I said, of, of the actual benefits of that routine, whatever they might or might not be. Uh, I think the feeling that you're, that you're doing what you're supposed to do or what you, you know, kind of setting a little promise for yourself and then keeping that promise. I think that's really important. And I think it's also sort of counterintuitive because it, I mean, you would, you would kind of think that like, well, if you just had complete unlimited ultimate flexibility of your time, nothing to lock you in, then that would be the best scenario. But as anyone's ever noticed, like if you have only one thing to do your entire workday it, or, or on like an off day and that's just your one thing you're going to do, it's so easy to, to not do it. You just think about it and like you're mm-hmm. going to get to it. And then at the end of the day, you still haven't done it. Whereas if you had 10 things to do and your whole schedule was full, you just, you just knock them all off because you have to. Um, but a lot of times when there's, when there's less structure, it turns out that we, we sort of flounder. Um, so I think adding it in is, is actually really smart. And I think like, like with this situation, like, yeah, we still have some structure, uh, with work from home, but like it's much, much more flexible than it was before. And probably like you, a lot of people have just, have just sort of the routine just sort of fell away, which was fun at first, like on a vacation. Um, but now we realize like it, it probably serves some sort of good organizing purpose for our day. Yeah. Um, so I and I, there's a lot of opportunity as well, because like if, if suddenly we don't have a commute, if we did before, if I mean, someone listening to this, if they had a commute before and now you don't like, maybe you don't have to get up any earlier or maybe it's easier to go to bed earlier now because every day is the same we don't go out at night um so like in theory something like a morning routine should be easier to to you know practically speaking should be easier to fit in now mm-hmm. uh and I, i've thought about that for myself as well i'd love to get back to that morning pages or like a meditation practice um but i don't but like there's no reason i couldn't make that happen in the morning instead of just like easing into the day with a cup of coffee right and you know tying this back in with the first half of the discussion about you know, hobbies or trying new things. Like, even though it might not be the spontaneousness that 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 I maybe had before, if if I had blocked out time for drumming or or learning a new language or learning a new instrument or whatever, um, I'm probably much more likely to do it. And this is kind of what you're saying of like everything just blends together when you don't have any sort of right. structure to it. Right. And um, and I think that that's probably that's that is I know that's that's what's happening. Um you know, I'm ending my work day and then just going home. And before I know it, that, you know, I'm going to bed right. and, and all this kind of, all this time felt busy or whatever, but you know, it was really just kind of blended all together and, and oftentimes wasted. Yeah. Yep. Um, kind of along the same lines, maybe not quite. I have noticed in myself, uh, because I have a family, two kids, wife, um, it is, like there just aren't moments when I'm by myself anymore. I'm never in the car, uh, which I might have been often maybe with a kid, but like not always been to run out for something for groceries, whatever. Um, I just don't have those moments anymore. I have that when I am working, but otherwise it's not. And if I'm out trying to play the piano, like a kid's going to walk by and show me something on their phone or whatever juggling soccer thing they're going to show me. And like, it's just hard to like get that time. And so I think, I think w- without it being weird or appearing selfish, and it probably wouldn't if I just, really explained it um but i think a routine like that kind of in its own way puts up that 
boundary and says, this is, this is my time for this. Like you can expect me when I'm, when it is this time, this is what I'm going to be doing. And, and like, that's for me to do, not to be disturbed. So I think it has mm-hmm. that added benefit that it would automatically bring some, uh, you know, alone time. Although, I mean, maybe, maybe for a lot of people, alone time isn't the problem. Like if you live by yourself or just with one roommate, maybe alone time is what you're completely sick of and, and you want more time. <laughs> right. But if you're in a house with a bunch of people, then, then it's something that is, that is gone. It was there before. Yeah, then that that has been a huge shift, I would say, because you know, I used to spend most of my day by myself, and <laughs> and now every time I go inside to like get a snack or something, Katie right. and Eliza are, are there to greet yeah, me, which right. is wonderful. You know, it's awesome to like have them around and see a lot more of her, and especially, um, or both of them, of course. Yeah. Uh, but uh, but it's funny not to have that alone time, and which reminds me of of, of kind of one other big one that um that I've been thinking a lot about recently is, is I, I think I need to make sure, and this would only apply if you had a family probably, uh, or at least a partner, but, um, something that is, I need to make sure to, to find something that is for me. Um, and I used to, I used to have a lot of that. Um, you know, obviously I was doing a lot for my family and with my family as well, but I, we both had nights that were our own. We could do whatever we want to, you know, my running was very much for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, now I'm finding, you know, even like the woodworking, I'm building things that Katie and I are deciding that we need to build or a piece of, uh, you know, a cabinet for um, for Eliza's room. You know, it's not really like, it is, you know, it's fun for me to do that, but they're not really for me and just me. And I know that sounds kind of selfish, but but I think that, that that is important to have your own sort of goals and your own sort of uh projects that you're working on by for yourself um so i you know i don't know whether that is going to be something that specific that i'm training for i don't know exactly what this will look like but um i think that i've decided that i need to make sure i'm having a goal that's just for me and not you know not related to the family yeah i think both are important i think uh one of the one of the things that has been good for me has been like Actually, like I am not the person to do around the house projects. I hate around the house projects and like <laughs> fix it stuff and handy. Stuff. I hate that stuff. Uh, I just don't do it. But like, there's been some things that have just been nagging me, and like, there suddenly has been this abundance of time. At least for our situation, I know it's not everybody's, but like, where there's just nothing else to do, and like, I even get tired of doing nothing and just being bored, which which is a great thing, I think, to to be able to be bored. And I've embraced more of that, just like sitting on the porch and just being outside, not doing anything. Uh, actually, really nice thing, but. When I get sick of that, eventually I just do something that is that is needs to be done. Um, so like, I think getting some stuff stuff done that is around the house that just needs to has has been piled up. It's on your list. You just have to do it. I think this is a great time to do that stuff. But you're totally right that like you 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 don't want to just be doing that. You need to be doing stuff that is for you as well. Or you need to have something that is for you. Mm-hmm. Um, super super important. By the way, that that digital minimalism book again. Uh, <laughs> he mentions in there about just this extreme lack of alone time that we all now have if you define alone as I think not being under the influence of, of other minds, like in that mm. moment, which I mean, if we're all influenced even when we're, when we are alone, we've been influenced and, and we, that influence carries forward or maybe reading a book. Um, you could argue that. So I forget his precise definition, but it had something to do with being influenced by other people. Uh, and so like, if you have your phone around you or phone on, uh, or you're in it or you're on social media, you're not really alone at all. You're, you're just, you're, you're subject to lots of what other people are thinking and saying. Um, so uh, alone time, definitely not, not just like a, a selfish, I need to need some of my time. I mean, it's a really, really important thing for, for humans. Yeah. Yeah. 
Good. So what else, Doug? Any other uh, any other ideas or tips for staying positive? I think I don't know if I mentioned meditation, mindfulness. I have not mm-hmm. done that um, at all, but my mom's doing it. She's doing some sort of Deepak Chopra and Oprah meditation that uh, she says is amazing. Uh, Katie's but, actually been doing that too. Oh, really? Same one? Yeah, I think mm-hmm. it's I think it's sort of going around. I don't know if it was made for this or if it's just something they started. Maybe they made it free for for this. Um, I think that's what they did. Yeah. yeah. But I keep meaning to start that. I haven't. It seems like that would be a really valuable thing, given what I just said about not having time that's like my own and for to not be influenced by other, you know, people. Um, I haven't really done that. But it seems to me like that would be a very good one if, if you're not. And if you're struggling, then maybe that's something to, to start. Uh, I mentioned being bored. I think I, that's one thing that it's, I was not expecting that to happen because um, I do like to always kind of be doing something. Uh, like learn, learning new stuff, trying new hobbies, you know, all that stuff. Uh, but I've really just found time to to just sit and like maybe have a glass of wine, maybe not. Just wander outside during the middle of the day and stand on the porch and think for a little bit. I don't know. I just I've <laughs> I've never been someone who does that sort of thing, and uh, it's been one of the good things. So it's good to slow down. Yeah, I. Uh, yep, I I agree with that. For me, one of them, and this <laughs> maybe we should just have a digital cleansing podcast series. Um, <laughs> but, you know, wh- one thing, and, and we talked about this during that episode, but um, because I feel like where now everything is connected to, to screens and technology, it makes it that much more important to remove yourself from that. So mm-hmm. um, I've been trying to go on runs without podcasts or without, you know, music to really completely just be my, alone in my own thoughts or um, we've been grilling a lot. So, if I'm sitting outside to grill, I'm, I'm, you know, intentionally not on my phone while I'm waiting for the food to cook, but just kind of sitting out there experiencing yeah. the, you know, the outside. So, yeah, I think, I think that's, that's good. I do too. That, that, that does feel very positive. Good. So I don't know if this is going to help me. My, I, I hope this didn't come across as me just ranting. <laughs> no, <laughs> I, don't think it, I don't think it did. I think, I think we're all, nobody knows what to do. We're all figuring yeah. this out. Uh, mm-hmm. but hopefully what's, what the few handful of things that are working well for us, uh, might mm-hmm. give someone else an idea. If yeah, not, I'd love to hear what, what you guys are doing. Of course you can always tweet us at right. rocker runner or at no mean athlete. Yes. And at least one of us will see it. Yes. All right, Doug. Well, I guess back to doing, uh, doing what we've been doing all the other days. <laughs> yeah. Back to more of the same. <laughs> right. All right. No, no, it's good to good to be back on the podcast, just the two of us for Definitely. for an episode, and um, I hope everybody's doing well, staying safe. Yes. yes, me too. All right, talk to everybody soon. Bye.